Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 56% of job seekers say the biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications. This according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be lonely, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding that job that fits you. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location nearest you at ExpressPros.com. No fees for somebody seeking a job. Visit ExpressPros.com. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Tuesday. Following up on how we ended last hour, LeBron James' son, Bronny, was rushed to a hospital, suffered a cardiac arrest during a basketball workout. TMZ Sports has learned this first. And uh, this happened yesterday morning, 9.26 a.m. Monday, from USC's Galen Center. That's where the team plays and practice a LeBron James' family spokesperson tells TMZ that yesterday while practicing, Bronny suffered a cardiac arrest, medical staff able to treat him, take him to the hospital. He's now in stable condition. He's no longer in the intensive care unit. Uh, We ask for respect and privacy for the James family. We will update media when there is more information. The spokesperson goes on to say that LeBron and his wife Savannah wish to publicly send their deepest thanks and appreciation to the USC medical and athletic staff for their incredible work and dedication to the safety of their athletes. But they got a 911 call yesterday morning, and uh, Bronny is 18 years of age. He was unconscious when he was taken by ambulance to the hospital. This is known as a Code 3, meaning the ambulance lights and sirens were on, signifying the seriousness of the emergency. No other details there, but uh, found this out about 15 minutes ago. And uh, following up with uh, any sources that we could get a hold of, and nobody had any uh, extra information here. But uh, right now in stable condition, and that's a great update to have considering where he was yesterday or the last 20 hours. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at show. Uh, Poll question for the final hour. We're expecting to hear from Brian Harmon, the Open champion, and uh, Hall of Famer Steve Young is set to join us as well. Yes, Seton? I'm going to go off of one. uh, The toddler just sent in sort of a version of this. Um, But based on Marvin's movie experience, what is a must-have in a movie theater? Yeah, Marvin went to see Barbie yesterday with his wife. Um, Do you want to give the review, and then uh, we can get to uh, Seton's poll question after that? Sure, we can do it. Okay. Are you ready to give your review? Indeed, I am. Okay. Well, here you go. All right, guys. So yesterday I went to go see the Barbie movie. <laughs> it was good. I liked it. Oh, no. Nah, yeah. I didn't. Oh, I don't know. Oh, you don't want to catch heat. Let me. Well, no, no, no. Because if I would have said I didn't like it, then I would have just said I didn't like it. 
Scared of who? What are y'all scared of? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, you mean you didn't like it? Why would Why would I lie? I. It didn't sound like you really liked it. No, I would have said I kind of liked it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I. I liked. It. I thought it was really good. I thought Ryan Gosling was great as Ken. He was great. How were the previews? Previews were really good. They were more uh, kid friendly. Okay. But I was like, my son's gonna love this. This Ninja Turtles movie looks great. But, you know, they tell you a movie starts at 2.35. It doesn't start at 2.35. The movie starts usually at 3.05. DP, it was literally, so we got there. My wife's a real stickler for time. So, like, 2.30. So I get there, like, 2.25. She's like, Marvin, we have to get inside the movie theater. Get your IC and get your popcorn and come on. And so I got in there, 2.55, the opening credits start rolling. Okay. Do you think they did more trailers because they know this is the biggest movie of the year than a normal movie, like a couple extras? I don't know, but you need Nicole Kidman to come on and say congratulations and we're glad to have you back in the movie theaters. Go into a place of wonder. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty close. Yeah. yeah, Paul. Okay, Marvin, is this movie, the Barbie movie, for 11-year-olds or 40-year-olds? 40-year-olds. Definitely for 40-year-olds. Is it for 11-year-olds? Because mm, some of the stuff they won't get. But I think it's more nostalgic. You know what it felt like? It felt like the Brady Bunch movie where, you know what? They're poking fun at the idea okay. of of Barbie. And they were talking about, you know, we don't have, you know, certain body parts and stuff like that. Mm. Just mm. as like a jab, just because it was just so ridiculous growing up. Um, but Michael Sarah, yeah, he's in the funny face category. He's in the movie. He had the biggest laughs. Mm, really? To me in the movie, he's he's in that funny face category. As soon as he comes up on the screen, yeah, I'm expecting him to okay, you know, make me laugh. And you know, Will was great. Our Will, Will Ferrell was our, in there. Our future coworker. Yeah, my my wife goes, "You're going to Ireland with that guy." Yeah, I was like, "Huh? Yeah, crazy, right?" Yeah. <laughs> yes, Paul. I gotta tell you, I, I had spent time worried about Michael Sarah over the years. He was with Jonah Hill and Superbad, and they both broke out. And I think Michael Sarah was in Juno, which is a very popular movie. But then I was worried that his career was going to go one way and Jonah Hills was going to the moon. Seems like Michael Sarah's still doing okay. Michael Sarah didn't want to be a star. Is that right? Yeah. He purposely, he was nervous after Superbad that he was becoming something that he didn't oh. want to be. Yeah. Because Jonah Hill went. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he did. Okay. Uh, Todd, is uh, Brian set to join us? He sure is. He's well, ready for you. Well, look at that. Look who's got their claret jug there. I love that. Uh, full intro here. He won the Open Championship. He's Brian Harmon, PGA Tour uh, Open Championship winner, and uh, now number six in the FedEx, uh, FedEx Cup standing. Nobody cares about that. We just care about you got hardware there. Uh, how many beers have been in the claret jug since you won? Uh, I'll tell you what, probably definitely one too many the first night. And uh, I have to say, I got it I, I got it up here. I'm in upstate New York now, and I got to look inside of that thing, and boy, does it need a scrub. <laughs> it does not make me feel great about all those beers we were drinking out of. When did you realize that you could win the Open Championship? I tried my best not to think about it. Um but I started getting some really good feelings. Like, you know, obviously back nine, got a big lead. But I just knew that if I could just stick to what I was doing, the the the, I didn't feel like there was anybody that could beat me. I was playing really, really good. I'd been putting so good all week. I just felt like I was in control. And 
felt like I was finally able to like play against myself and not worry about what anybody else was doing. When did you realize that this could slip away from you if you did entertain those thoughts? Oh yeah. I mean, the, I mean, you're, I was a ball of nerves Saturday and Sunday and I hit some loose golf shots, especially to start of the day, both Saturday and Sunday. And I hit it, hit it right in the middle of a gorse bush on a reachable par five, number five, um, Sunday. Here, Rory's making birdies. John Rahm just made a birdie. And obviously, you know, those guys are going to play great. You know, that they're going to give you a hundred percent. Um, and they've done it and I hadn't. So it would have been a nice spot for me to let the wheels come off, but I was proud of the way I hung in there. But what's it like when you know the gallery wants to see somebody else win? They, they don't care for an underdog over there. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they all, they all, these little Cinderella <laughs> underdog stories, right? Yeah, it was, it was brutal, man. They were, uh, I've always appreciated the fans there because they're very knowledgeable. They, they, they know when to clap. They know, you know, that they, they know the game and they know guys like me, they know me by, you know, I can go to tour events in the United States and a lot of people have no idea who I am and that, and that's totally fine. But over there, they, they cover golf a little differently. And, and uh, so I've always appreciated their knowledge of the game, but boy, do they not want me to win that golf <laughs> I'm watching the press conference after you won and you could tell the writers were looking for any kind of angle here, and it felt like they wanted to talk to you about hunting more than they did. Oh, I can't stand it over there. I can't stand it. And uh, that's everyone's entitled to their opinion. I just, if someone's that mad at me, knowing where my meat comes from while they still eat meat, I just, I just, I, I got no time for that. How will life change? Hopefully not at all. I've, so you don't, don't want it to change. Like you don't want to be know, man. I'm a grown up. I'm 36. <laughs> I got three kids. I was changing diapers. This, so I was up at six reading my son back a bottle. I mean, I, I mean, how much can life change? If I was 25 and something like this happens, you know, the temptation to be there, but I love my life. I, I've got, I got things I love to do. I got a family that's incredible. So I, no, it's not going to change. It just won't. Explain how your style of game worked when it didn't work for anybody else. I was able to drive it. Uh, I, I drove the ball really well. Um, I was able to take on, you know, over there, the bunkers are scary, but if you're willing to take on a few of them here and there, you can get some really good looks into the greens. And it, it worked out. I, I drove the ball really well, and I was really smart coming into the greens, and I made a lot of putts. I mean, that's been kind of my MO is when, when the putter gets hot, I can, you know, I can do really good. And I just hadn't had a week like that in a long time where the putter was just good for four days. Did you ever feel inferior when somebody, you know, Rory hits it 340 and you may hit it 280 or 290. I know you have to play your game, but there's still part of you like, damn, how does he, he's 50 yards or 60 yards ahead of me. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely some freaks out there now. I mean, guys that can just are just uber talented. But I've been always been really comfortable with just, you know, I, I will say I, I play with Rory. Um, this had to be seven or eight years ago. We were playing together at Memorial, and obviously, what he does off the tee, I mean, he's maybe the most gifted driver of the golf ball that's ever lived. I mean, I've said that, you know, from the first time I played with him. But he hit this feathery little wedge shot when we were playing together, and I was like damn, I can't let him be better at me than that, at that, you know, like a, I have a wedge shot. <laughs> I have the skills to do that. And so that, that kind of helped me be like, well, all right, well, 
he's not just beating me right now because he's hitting it further. He's able to hit these little touch shots that, that I'm not as good at. So I doubled down on that, and my short game's always been good. So I, I'm, I'm comfortable with how far I hit it. I, I trained to hit it a little bit further, but I'm not going to try and hurt myself doing it. He's Brian Harmon. He is the Open Championship winner. The uh, waggle, your uh, golf swing waggle, got a lot of publicity there over the weekend. Yeah. When I first got on tour, I was one of the fastest guys on tour. When I was a junior golfer, you know, I was running around everywhere. And I just found myself waiting and waiting and just watching other guys play golf. And just I got sick of always – kind of carrying the burden of being a really fast player. And that's what it feels like when you're a fast player. So I, I made the conscious choice to slow down. Now I've slowed down too much. I, I don't, I, I don't like, I don't like it. Yeah. I, I want to be able to, I want to be able to pull the trigger a little bit quicker. So I've been working on that, but at the same time, it's like, I've been playing pretty good. It's like, uh, you know, I don't hit the shot until I'm ready. You know, how many, how many shots did I hit when I wasn't ready when I used to play really fast? So the answer is, and I mean, I know it's not, it's not fun to watch. I've watched it. I've watched it on film and I, I don't like it, but um, see, I'm conscious of it for sure, but I'm not going to hit a shot until I'm ready. Jack Nicholas threw over the ball forever. So uh, I still have your golf ball that you sent to me when you had two holes in one in a round, and then you had a hole one on uh, the 14th and you, you sent it in there. So we, we still have it in the man cave. It's, uh, your man cave is looking looking like it's getting a little cluttered. Oh, there. it's very. Is there anything, <laughs> Brian? Is there anything from the Open Championship you would like to donate to the uh, man cave? Let's see. Uh, uh, well, what do you want, man? No clubs. You're not getting that putter. I know that. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, how about how about a a signed glove, maybe for the man cave? How's that? Perfect. But I want to make sure – now, you probably had 15 of them that you used on Sunday. I don't know if you saw – under my under, <laughs> is that ornaments. Underneath it. I was more prepared than anything. My caddy gets so mad at me. He's like, what do you got these damn gloves for? I'm like, today, today is when I have all these gloves. Yeah. That, it, it, that Mike Tirico said it looked like uh, a pro shop underneath yeah. your umbrella with all of the gear that, that you had. Uh, who did you hear from that might surprise us after you won? You know, I – I've heard from so after after getting um, heckled so much on Saturday <laughs> and Sunday, it was just not surprising, but it was just really nice to hear from just everyone back home. And I didn't even I didn't even really it, the thought never entered, entered my mind. But I saw a video from my home golf course in Savannah where they were, you know, watching, and I was like, man, I didn't even I didn't even think that they would be doing that. It just didn't occur to me. So. Uh, no, no one in particular. It's just nice to hear from everybody and see that 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 I had plenty of support back home. Did you cry? I have. I have. Uh, Kisner called me. And I got. I got a little choked up when he called me, just because I know what it meant for him to call me. Um, and then uh, when I saw my family in the airport yesterday, got a little choked up. Um, it's been overwhelming for sure, but uh, I'm ready for it. Just. Left foot, right foot, man. On to the next one. I thought we might lose you in one of those bunkers. It's there. He can lose a lot of people behind an army in some of those bunkers. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> Is it fair? I don't know. I don't know if golf needs to be fair. Um, the bunkers, the bunkers aren't in a place where you're aiming. Like they, they capture errant shots. 
So if you hit good shots, you shouldn't be in the bunkers. <laughs> we just get conditioned over because our bunkers are so good over here. You get conditioned like on a par five and two, like I'll just blow it in that bunker and and I'll I'll be able to get it up, you know, up around the hole somewhere. Over there, you can't do that. You have to be really smart. And a lot of times you'll be playing a practice around there. I'm like, why the hell do they put this bunker right here? Like the bunker will be, be it's like it's only 180 yards off the tee. And then the next day, the wind flips. You're like, oh, oh, <laughs> well, I see. I see why his bunker's here. Uh, really well. Uh, great to talk to you again. Congratulations. It was fun to watch. And uh, hope, uh, hope you have a great weekend with the family. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. All right. That's uh, Brian Harmon. He is the Open Championship. That'd be nice. Get a little uh, gear from... The Open Championship, go along with his uh, golf ball that he sent us. Yeah, Paul. Multiple gloves in a round, is that commonplace for golfers? Well, as hard as it was raining. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. They just dump them. Yeah. I, I would have been changing my uh, my glove every uh, every hole. Probably. He reminds me of like one of those actors who doesn't get famous until they're middle age. I mean, he's like, he's like sports middle age. I don't think Brian cares about being famous. Yeah. But like, <laughs> you know, sometimes... <laughs> 36 years old overnight yeah, sensation. But I like that. It's like, I got three kids. I'm, I'm, you know, feeding a baby this morning. I ain't famous. Well, he is. But uh, it was fun to watch. But it, there was no drama there. That's what we were looking for. That's what you want down the home stretch there. All right. Uh, that was fun. We'll take a break here. Let's see if Fritzy can go two for two in the final hour. And Steve Young, is Steve Young going to join us after yesterday, time? I'm going to say yes. Okay. Until he actually zooms in and I see him. Do you have knows? inside information that Steve Young will be joining us? Just a uh, a sorry text that he sent yesterday <laughs> saying, I'll make it up to you tomorrow. I won't screw you guys That's over it? twice. That was really it. Okay. I'm going on his word from yesterday afternoon's text. All right. Uh, we'll take a break. I uh, got some breaking news with the Boston Celtics. I'll have that for you coming up. We're back after this Dan Patrick show. Sleep number every great day starts the night before. And this is the best bed you can get. This is a bed that will be with you the rest of your life. Your significant other might not be, but this will. Adjustable firmness on each side. Couples can choose the ideal firmness, comfort, support on each side. Perfect bed for both of you. And it helps keeping you sleep throughout the night. And uh, your sleep quality. My sleep number setting 75. Ask about sleep IQ. Also, your partner snores. They have something for that as well. If you sleep too hot this summer, they also have the uh, temperature-balancing sleep number smart beds and bedding. they thought of everything, and they're always thinking of you. Sleep next level. Unlock your unique potential. Right now, a smart bed that can perform as well as you do. And now save up to $500 on the next generation sleep number smart bed, plus special financing for a limited time. Only at sleep number stores or Go to the website. Go to sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. Sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. See store for details. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I want to thank our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America has everything you need. A premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL and NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. If you're looking for rookie sensations, they've got that. How about timeless legends? They've got that. Panini America also breaking new ground on NIL, featuring the biggest names. Caitlin Clark's in there. Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and so many more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. Some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands. they got Prism, Select, Donruss, and so many more. And... You got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Oh, look who showed up. I didn't think he could scramble anymore. Steve Young, the Hall of Famer. Fritzy tracked him down. Fritzy was going to be Mean Joe Green or Lawrence Taylor. He was going to find Steve Young. And Steve Young, the Hall of Famer, set to join us on the program. Steve, good morning. How are you? I don't know what to tell you, brother, other than uh, just pure stupidity. I owe you, but uh, I apologize. But I I never want to let you down, that's for sure. Number one, never let down Dan Patrick, so... Trying to make up for it here. I'll, I'll give you the best I got for the next five minutes. <laughs> okay. Well, we called Jim Druckenmiller uh, because we couldn't find you. I said, get me a Niner quarterback. Give me a Niner. <laughs> Jeff Garcia Someone. was busy. Montana, you know, was busy. We were trying to find a Niner quarterback. So, you know, we're okay. Druckenmiller wasn't available? What happened? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Um, are you going to take your girls to see the Barbie movie? Uh, they, well, one of my youngest wasn't last night. And, uh, I guess we're all going to try to go uh, to Oppenheimer tonight and then maybe towards the end of the week. So, yeah, I think it's happening in our family. I, I got everybody in the summertime. How many, when's the last time you all went to the movies? It's been a while. So it's kind of nice to even think about. But when the first time did we play golf, you didn't have any kids, right? That's how no. long that's uh, yeah. We were, you in, and I go back. We'd yes. Go back. But I remember and then you had kids, and then you started asking me about, oh, my God, you didn't tell me. And I go, you didn't ask about kids, and especially girls. Can I help you with anything now? I have three girls who are 25 and older. Yes, so teenage <laughs> uh, girls, um, they are uh, a festival. It's a festival. It's like, uh, like a, you know, but I, but I love it. I, I Honestly, my girls are my saving grace. My boys... We're older, um, you know, we're boys, and uh, they're trying to figure it out. The girls are on it, and uh, and I love it. And they, they and my, both of them are tremendous athletes and so much fun to be around. And my my oldest girl is just going to be a senior this year. 
decided to try high jump and then went to the state championship in California and now is getting recruited after three weeks of high jump. <laughs> so, uh, you know, she's having fun. And my other one's a dancer and I, I, I don't really need any, honestly, Dan, I don't need any help right now. I feel like I got it. Good. You know, thanks to them. Thanks to them. They're, they're making up for dad's all, all of dad's shortcomings. Okay. But don't let them fool you though. When you let your foot off the accelerator a little bit, they, they might take advantage of you, but uh, I'm, I'm glad I, you... I might come back to you. <laughs> I might come back to you. Um, and then you're doing you're going to coach flag football? Yeah, well, I I uh John Pay who played uh before Jim Druckenmiller was the quarterback of the 49ers and uh he's been the coach over at Menlo School for many many years in girl and girls basketball uh which my my daughter plays. Uh the, the school is starting the whole league is starting a women's flag football in the fall. Like it's a very organized, a very big commitment. And so he called me and said, hey, do you want to come over and help out a little bit? And I go, I, you know, I can come over every once in a while and help out. And that's how that, that's how that happened. So John pays the coach and, uh, and I'm going to bring Kyle Shanahan's offense to the whole thing. If you were playing now and the ability to be able to run, would you run more in today's NFL or you, pass more? You have to, Dan. It, the game changed when they changed the rules around how defensive players can launch their bodies. And once they eliminated that, it opened up all kind of space. Um, uh, I was talking to Doug Peterson the other day, coach of the Jaguars. He's like, there's just so much more space in the NFL game than there was before. And if you don't innovate and figure out ways to go take advantage of that space that's been created, especially a quarterback, you will lose. And so a game today is my game. It's I wish that I mean, I, I was talking to Michael Vick the other day. He's like, I, how much we wish we could go play today because there's so much space and you can go fill it up. And I, was, I saw Aaron Rodgers the other day and said, Aaron, if you're going to go to the Super Bowl, and I think he agreed that you're going to have to get on your horse. You're going to have to go get those free yards. You're going to have to be in those big games. You're going to have to go run for 40 or 50 yards because they're sitting there. You got to go get them. And every big game is it comes down. Even Joe Burrow now realizes when he plays Patrick Mahomes, I got to get on the horse too. I'm going to have to go make, get those free yards that are out there. So the game has changed. It's so much more fun for quarterbacks, especially guys that can run. You're not going to see quarterbacks like Dan Marino or Peyton Manning ever again because they can't go get those yards. They're free and you have to have them. So that's why Bryce Young is the number one pick in the NFL this year because forevermore into the future, unless they change the rules again, you have to be able to go run and get those yards or you can't, you can't win Super Bowls. Wait, we won't see the likes of Peyton Manning or Dan Marino at the position? No, you can't because the, there's too many yards to go get with your legs that are free that make the difference in the biggest games in the playoffs. That wasn't the case back in the day. That was, it wasn't the case before the, the rule changes. So it's just, it makes it, it makes the, I'm not saying it's impossible. It's just going to make the job so much harder for someone who can't go get those yards. They're free. They're open. It's the game is look what the 49ers do on offense. The, the Dolphins, I mean, the Dolphins, the Chiefs, what Andy Reid comes up with. Patrick Mahomes can go 12 of 14 in the first, you know, into the second quarter and never throw the ball past the line of scrimmage. It's a college game because of the space that's been created. And it's just not going to be a place for guys that can't go get those free yards at quarterback. What would Michael Vick rush for now? Uh, uh, he, we, we talked about that the other day and, uh, we both, I mean, I, honestly coming off an RPO and just watching the safeties have to commit and the linebackers have to commit and throw the football. 
and and with so many threats coming from all over the place and they can't patrol like they used to even talking to tom brady a couple years ago he says steve the game's changed so much because they can't hit me they can't patrol the middle of the field like they used to guys the flats are always open it's a fun 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 can i say it one more time <laughs> fun time to play quarterback in the nfl and i wish you know like i feel like the game came to me this is my game damn this is my game and uh, and we all we can do is watch it. So well, I get nervous about Josh Allen. I've said the last two years. You know, can you take on contact? Even though as big as he is, it's like Cam Newton. He was as big as anybody. You can yeah. only take on so many so many of those hits at that position. Yeah, but Dan, you've got to be. People always say you're going to get hurt. You have to be smart. They ask too much of Josh, and Josh, Josh is such a um, uh, uh, earnest human being. He'll give you everything he has. Um, uh, in, in so many ways, if you ask too much, he'll give you too much. And the Bills need to take a little bit away from him. They've got to give him some help at running back. They've got to take away so he doesn't have to be Superman every week. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is Superman every week because they don't ask him to be Superman every week. There's a lot of other things that they can do. The Bills ask Josh Allen to be Superman every week, and then he tries to give it to him, and it's too much. And you can feel it. You can sense it. And I would like more innovation. You think about the innovative offense. There's a lot of coaches that don't understand what I just explained. They're still running plays from 2016. They don't work. They're not as effective. You have to come up with new plays that are going to take advantage of these new rules. And you see that with Andy Reid. You see that with Kyle Shanahan. Well, what are those? What are Miami. those plays in Minnesota? You see it in Philadelphia. Those are places that are happening, and and other places. They're just not going to win Super Bowls because they're not doing it. What are, What are those plays that you're talking about? Well, it's it's more it's how you deploy uh, assets and how you can you spread. You don't. It used to be you spread the game in the NFL. You spread out sideline to sideline. You got smashed. Now you spread it out. And you try to find holes and the, and then attack. Get the ball out in space and then you know and and then a lot of it is you watch the 49ers, the offense. It's unique ways to get. You know, the ball, the players in, in unique spaces. Look at Debo Samuel playing running back. You think, oh, what's the big deal? They used to do that back in 2000. Like, no, it's you, you've got to watch the offenses and how they the defenses can't patrol like they used to. They don't have this. They can't launch like they used to. And so there's just space out there that you've got to get the ball moving, slip screens, quick screens. You know, think about all the ways they get the ball out into space, into people's hands. Uh, like they did, you know, like the college game of old is now the NFL game of today. He's Steve Young, the Hall of Famer, joining us on the program. We were talking earlier in the show about trying to look at defensive backs now and who is a Hall of Famer. What makes you Hall of Fame worthy at that position? Because we're going to have to redefine what makes a Hall of Fame running back. If if, right. if we even let them in the Hall of Fame, which, which is kind of strange to say, but as far as defensive backs, is there a sort of a bar there where you go, you got to have X number of all pros or interceptions or yeah, probably. winning? Like, I mean, I think at the end, it's been hard. I mean, it's always been for defensive fo football players in the Hall of Fame, it's always been hard. Linebacker, it's a, it's subjective. He was a great line. Oh, he was an amazing linebacker. Well, how are you going to prove that? Well, he was defensive player of the year four times. Well, that's one way to do it. Yeah. All pros is another way to do it. You need, you need those things. I mean, you know, he led the league in interceptions. Those are the kind of things that make a difference. But in the end, it's really it is hard for defensive players to to get into to the Hall of Fame because it's it becomes a subjective. There's not as much easy ways to you know quarterback. There's so many ways to 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 judge uh, objectively. There's but running back. You make a great point about running backs. 
that there's the eye back is is dead because you can't play that offense anymore that offense doesn't get it done and so anybody anybody says oh you know i'm going to be a great eye back well go somewhere else and then go to canada well that's out too you're not going to play that that position's gone and that's why raheem mostert is the poster boy for what uh what what needs to be for for the running back position today and uh, everyone's looking for them. They're they're all over the place, and that's why the values are down. And then the league obviously messed up the CBA when they went. Running backs' value comes much earlier in their career than any other position. They didn't want people to get the money, get rookies get paid, or the first five years they don't get paid. Less less when running backs are get should get paid. So they've screwed that up too. But I was wondering, not that the owners are going to acquiesce and go, yeah, we feel bad for these running backs. But is there a solution where running backs could they do? a three-year contract at that position. So you're yeah. you're at least fair to them of what you're asking of them, but then there's the counterpoint of they're not as valuable to what you're doing as much as they used to be. So That's the, what do you do? It's a double rub, and it really is a problem because there's the position, there's a lot of guys that can do it now. They're even, look, they can line up wide receivers and, run, and play running back at Debo Samuel. I mean, that's just where the league is. Again, the league has changed. The rules changed it. We got it. The new reality, and for running backs, it's not easy because the the, the old, the you know, uh, Derrick Henry at back is yeah. just, it's those days are done. Uh, Super Bowl days, you can hey look, you can you can go maul people. The Ravens have done it for years. You go maul people with a really sophisticated running game, but it doesn't win Super Bowls. It's not going to get there anymore. Niners okay at quarterback. I, I mean, Brock, I'm, I I think the thing that you should not do with Brock Purdy, even though he's not the tallest guy, the fastest, the strongest, all that kind of thing, you should never limit him. I mean, he's just, he. I always say the Star Wars analogy, the force, you know, like Obi-Wan Kenobi or Luke Skywalker, like quarterbacking, like we talk about Jim Druckenmiller, you either have the force or you don't have the force. He has it. So I don't want to limit him, but he's got to get healthy. And I have no idea about that arm. I mean, it's, I mean, it feels like it's going, getting better, but that injury is super weird and I, I, I put the torque on the arm with the big heavy football you know i'm sure he'll come back and play well but how fast and don't sleep on sam darnold uh, and don't sleep on trey let trey cook too so they've got guys they got a lot of potential no question but of all the places you said dan steve you can go you can go back and play pick anywhere in the league i would sprint down to santa clara <laughs> not even a question not even close Maybe I'd go to you know Andy Reid in Kansas City. That'd be like a, those two places I'd sprint to immediately because of the innovation that they're showing on offense that make the job for quarterbacks so much easier and so much harder for the defense. Those guys are the, the you know the innovative geniuses that are dominating the league because they understand what we've been talking about. Did you ever secretly hope that Montana would tweak his ankle or something or like maybe fall in the shower or something? I had a great tip. Uh, because I complain about backing up a lot. Bill Walsh problem, you know, he said Joe was hurt, and then you could come in and start. And Joe came running out the first day, and I, I remember <laughs> immediately saying, "Does it look real hurt?" You know. And so I had to stand, stand, sit there a long time, and I and I was frustrated and upset, and I would I'd go from mad to furious to, and I ran into somebody I really care about, and he gave me the greatest tip ever. He goes, "Steve, if you don't like the job you have today." that be the best you've in the world has ever seen at that job. If you don't want that job, be the best at it. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to be the greatest backup quarterback in the history of the game. That's how I, my mind went. It was the greatest tip ever because then it left behind all of that weirdness of victimization and, 
and I, you know, I've been, you know, I, I, I'm not getting my child or just be great at what you're doing. And I think it had a lot to do with when I did get on the field, how it went. But it was strange that it was Joe Montana telling you to be the best backup quarterback that you can be. It wasn't Joe that said it. But <laughs> <laughs> one thing about one thing about Joe, he was. I mean, I honestly, I could go on and on about the things that I watched him do and just go, "Oh, that is amazing." I, I, he was an amazing, amazing football player. But it was always awkward between the two of us. Like if I saw Joe today, he's in San Francisco. I see him every once in a while. It's always awkward. Like it's just. <laughs> It's just well, wait, you know, like what? we never argued, wait. we never fought, we never had words, we never, but it's just we were at for six years just whew, right in the same space. So it was awesome. It was it was it was awkwardly awesome, I'll call it. Did you sh- do you shake hands when you see him or is it a hug when you see him? Uh, both. Uh, both. Okay. There's no there's no animosity. There's none. It's just it was awkward. It was hard. You know, it's like, and I, I always, and I would say to them, we, we, they got the best of both of us. That's what happened. Yeah. Through it all, they got the best of both of us. And that, I think that was Bill Walsh, the great genius Bill Walsh. I think that's what he was thinking about, which is, uh, you know, we both want to punch him if we, you know, rest in peace, great Bill Walsh. But, you know, we both were upset with him at times, but, uh, he was a he was a genius. Uh, before I let you go, we have uh, somebody who works with us, Marvin, who's a big 49er fan, and uh, he screwed up asking Debo Samuel a question at the Super Bowl, and uh, he would <laughs> I like. I think I remember this. <laughs> it was it didn't go well, Steve. He basically go, um, you, uh, um, you. I like the Niners. Um, yeah. Uh, so Marvin's been practicing. Okay. Is he got it written down? I don't know. Do you have this question written down for Steve Young? I do. Okay. All right. Would you like to ask Steve the question? Yes, I would love to ask Steve Young a question. Here's Marvin asking Steve Young. All right. Besides the Cowboys, who was your biggest rival when you played? Uh, Yeah, the Cowboys. Uh, I just threw up in my mouth. Charles Haley, the oh. Hall of Fame defensive lineman, is on our team, and the next year he's on the Cowboys. That worked out great. <laughs> uh, I would say uh, it would ha- have to be the Packers, right? Because Mike Holmgren, you know, there's a quick, real quick, Dad, there's a story. Mike Holmgren leaves the 49ers, gets a head coaching job for the Packers, and Bill Walsh had spent the last three years of his life packaging up everything that he knew. He knew that he was three generations ahead with the West Coast offense and how he thought about the, the players, his partners, you know, uh, all of it, speeches, audio-based, paper-based, uh, video-based of everything that he knew. And he put it in a box and handed it to Mike Holmgren. And a toolkit said, this is everything I know. This is yours. Now go and be great. And on the way out the door, he says, I'll see you in the championship game. And to your question, wow. we saw him in the championship game. And we got beat. And I remember asking Brett Favre after the game, I mean, Brett, what was the big speech Mike gave, Coach Holmgren gave in the hotel last night? He told me the speech. He goes, that was, he pulled it right out of the drawer of <laughs> Bill Walsh's toolkit. It was Bill Walsh's big game speech. But that's the spirit of Bill. You look at the league today, wow. it is, everyone is a, is, a, is, a, is a descendant of Bill Walsh through Mike Holmgren and Andy Reid and Doug Peterson. And it just goes throughout the league because of the spirit of abundance for Bill Walsh. So my greatest... Uh, Second greatest uh, nemesis was 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 the great Green Bay Packers, I would say. Uh, great to talk to you again. My best of the family. Good luck with flag football and uh, 
I hold no grudges. You know, no grudges. Never. They showed up like no, 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 never, no issues. We're, we're in it. It's just forgiveness. You Man, and you, I'm Montana. I'm, yeah, it's you and me. It's awkwardly awesome. It's you. It's I'm, awkwardly. Yeah. <laughs> much love, much love to you, Dan. Thanks Thank for forgiving me for yesterday. Always great. Always great. One of my favorite guests, Steve Young. We'll take a break. Marvin you did well. Thank you. Yeah, you did well. Look that that Debo thing. That look, Debo thing was still. Look at look at the smile I know, on your I'm face. I'm grinning from me. Look at that. <laughs> Take a break. We'll uh, close up shop after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern, six to nine Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio, and you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I want to thank our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America has everything you need. A premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL and NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. If you're looking for rookie sensations, they've got that. How about timeless legends? They've got that. Panini America also breaking new ground on NIL. Featuring the biggest names, Caitlin Clark's in there, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and so many more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. Some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands. they got Prism, Select, Donruss, and so many more. And... You got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Is this a This Day in Music History, Marvin? This was one of the answers to Todd's scoreboard. Oh, it was. What, what was the question, Todd? Number one song in 1984. Hmm. He turned the charts purple was the clue. Oh, okay. Uh, Celtics star Jalen Brown has signed a five-year, $304 million Supermax deal. The richest deal in NBA history. Fully guaranteed. 
No player option, a trade kicker in there. Wow. Yes, Marv. I'm telling my kids, do not play football, <laughs> soccer, basketball. Look at don't don't play running back. Play soccer. Be a backup small forward. Yeah. You can make ten million. Yeah, that's true. Is uh Mbappe <laughs> going to turn down that seven hundred and fifty million dollar offer from the Saudis? I don't think anybody really knows, but there are lots of people who believe he won't go there. Gosh. You could go there one year, and then he could go wherever he wanted to after that. There's uh, no more updates on LeBron James's son, Bronny, who was rushed to a hospital yesterday morning, suffering cardiac arrest, no longer in ICU, in stable condition. Uh, Michael in L.A. Hey, Mike, what's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. Big hey. fan. First time, long time. Uh, 185.10. All right. So I was at the Barbie movie last night. I want uh, Marvin's opinion. I think there was a nod to the show. Oh. Um, so Barbie, without spoiling it, Barbie ends up in the real world, and she goes to Mattel, at the, and she makes a reference as she's walking into their corporate headquarters that she's at the mothership. Oh, Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Michael. I I don't know uh, Greta Gerwig, uh, the uh, producer director, but maybe she is a fan of the show. Don't know. Uh, Will Ferrell was in the movie. We know that. Uh, Caleb in Portland. Caleb, did you get your moonshine yesterday? I did. Even though you told me it was going to be today, you tried to pull a fast one on me, but luckily I subscribed to the newsletter and uh-huh. got the email and was able to get two bottles on order. All right. Well, I'm glad to be able to take care of you. I, I thought that it was going to be today, but I did uh, I did steer you towards the newsletter so you could sign up for the uh, tailgate moonshine. Zach in Iowa. Hi, Zach. What's on your mind today? Dan, how's it going? Great. Six foot, a soft 230. Soft. I just want to talk about the running back situation here. I'm a Packers fan, so I have to be a fan of the running back. Um, how do you see this changing the game? Uh, on the college level, just in general, you know, these guys aren't getting paid anymore. How do, how do you see this changing the game? Is it going to be for the better, or do you think this is going to be a, a long-term thing with these running backs not getting paid? And, well, they're not going to get not- paid, but they're still going to be po- people at that position. I mean, nothing's going to change for a while. I can't see that. I just thought with Christian McCaffrey's salary that maybe that was going to open the door where other running backs would get paid, but it didn't happen. Alvin Kamara got paid in McCaffrey, and I think that's about it. Uh, this day in sports history, Paulie. Uh, 1850, Dan, in Worcester, Mass. Worcester. Harvard and Yale freshmen meet in the first inter- intercollegiate billiards match. Hmm. College billiards. Hmm. Harvard-Yale, that rivalry. Uh, 1999 and 2004, Lance Armstrong won the Tour de France. And today would have been whose 70th birthday, Dan? Walter Payton. That's a great Walter course, Payton. Course, I always got to get that in. Of course it would be. Of course. Uh, on this date, the only walk-off inside the park Grand Slam home run in baseball history was hit. Does anybody want to take a guess? 1956, the only walk-off inside the park Grand Slam. Todd? Joe Pepitone. That's a good guess. <laughs> no, it's not. Joe couldn't run. Seton. Ricky Henderson. No, 1956. Oh, 1956. I don't think Rick. Oh, I missed that yeah. part. Marvin. Mickey Mantle. No. 
Paulie? Oh, you went no like he was close. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, another New York Yankee. No. <laughs> Roberto Clemente. Oh. Pirates. What we learned, brought to you by Traeger Portable Grills for upcoming tailgate season. Portable Grills for camping and fishing. The all-new Ironwood Grill, loaded with enhanced features. Everything you need. Timberline Grill. Join the Traeger hood. Traeger Grills, making wood-fired flavor easy. Shop at Traeger.com. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.